Welcome to another episode of Goat Girl, because women are powerful. I'm your host, Ashley Caprice, and I want to thank you so much for subscribing, downloading, and listening to this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and AshleyCaprice.com. This is a podcast where we focus on affirmations, motivation, girl power, and girl talk. Today's topic, Things My Mama Taught Me, featuring my mom, Mama Caprice. We'll get into it after this. I am are two of the most powerful words and what you say after shapes your reality. So today's I am affirmation is... I am superwoman. Now say it to yourself. I am superwoman. Yes, you are. Yes, she is. I was about to start singing Alicia Keys' song. Yes, you are. Yes, she is. When it's on my chest. Okay, let me stop. This isn't even the music motivation part, but I was inspired by that song for this I am affirmation for today because this episode is dedicated to mothers you know mother's day just passed and i just have to highlight all the women who are raising these babies you go girl you are doing it this show is dedicated to the moms because you're all that you take care of yourself you take care of your children you take care of your lover you take care of your business you take care of your parents you take care of other people's kids sometimes you are doing it And don't take that for granted. You are a superwoman. You're always looking out for others, right? You're very nurturing. You're very strong. You're very resilient, okay? Because women, we get knocked down, but we get right back up. You are resilient, moms. You are incredible. You breastfeed. You deal with temper tantrums. You deal with baby puke and get peed on and pooped on and PTA meetings and dance recitals. And you're a teen mom and you're saving money for college. You're doing it all, all the time. And that's why I'm honoring you on this episode. You are a boss, okay? You're raising young kings. You're raising queens. You're you're telling us how we should treat others. You're showing us how we should treat others through your own actions. You are phenomenal. I love mothers. The fact, first of all, that you can carry a whole human <laughs> inside of you, like the the head, the feet, the, air, the, the whole human body inside of you and carry this baby and your body goes through so many changes so that you bring in a healthy child into this world Everyone in this world was created from a woman. How powerful is that? You are a superwoman and never, ever, ever, ever doubt that. Never take that for granted. Never feel bad about that. You're doing the best that you can. We see you. I see you. And I salute you. Society puts so much pressure on you. But girl, it's okay. Take a breather. You're good. I want to read this meme that I found on social media because I felt like this this was very beautiful. It says, want to be a good mother? Take care of yourself. Run. Cry. Go to therapy. Be alone. Take a bubble bath. Scream. Get a babysitter. Eat that cake. Quit guilt. Ride in your car with the radio blasting. Have a glass of wine. Get your nails done. Read. Whatever needs to be done, do it. You need to be okay. You got this, girl. And you do. I love that meme. Just because I know that women with children uh, go through a lot. Your mind is probably never settled because you're always thinking about your children. And you want your children to be happy because when they're happy, you're happy. You're a protector. You're a provider. Right? You are a superwoman. You are loved and you are cherished and you are beautiful and amazing. You're everything, girl. You're all that with a bag of chips, with a soda on the side. And don't let anyone tell you different. Don't let anyone tell you you're not doing enough. Yes, you are. 
Don't let anyone tell you how to raise your kids because you know they come with those suggestions. You know what you're doing, and you're doing the best that you can do, and that's all that matters. I don't have children, but I just love my mama. I love my sister, my friends who have kids. I love all of them, and I see the changes that happens, and I see all that they're they're doing and the sacrifices they're making to make sure their children, me from my mom, that I'm good, like just being there to talk all the time. And whew, I'm getting emotional because I love the ladies with babies. You are a superwoman. So say it to yourself. Wear that S on your chest, girl. I am superwoman. And the number one superwoman for me is my mom, Mama Caprice. We're going to have some girl talk with her and some life and love lessons that I learned from my mama coming up next. So Mother's Day just passed. And, you know, I share little nuggets on my episodes here and there of that things my mom taught me and whatnot. But right now, oh, my goodness, I have the cute cook, the hip poet. She's all that. She is my number one fan from College Radio, FM Radio, and now to my podcast. She does not miss an episode. It is my mama, a.k.a. Mama Caprice. Welcome to the show. Hi, baby girl. Hey. So, um, you know, I've learned a lot from you. And, oh, I feel like I'm going to cry some point during this episode. <laughs> I started before you. You see this little tear, the cat right there? Let me let you all know. Wendy Williams said don't wipe it off because it's supposed to be good for your pores or something like that. <laughs> or she, she said get a Q-tip and wipe it and don't mess up no, your makeup. No, she didn't. She said if it cries, just don't. Anyway. Okay, so that's a life lesson from Wendy Williams. Yeah, she's a mom not for too. me. But uh, what's funny is my mom used to, she would come to visit me when I did radio in Sacramento and the co-host at the time, Pacey, he put her on sometimes and it seems like she kind of fell in love with radio. Even my college show, she called in a lot because she's so opinionated and funny. And don't make these facial expressions. It's so funny and has a lot of character. So we're going to get into some lessons. Life and love lessons that I learned from Mama Caprice. My cheeks hurt from smiling so hard. <laughs> what are you? We're going to get through this episode. Okay. So number one in love, she told me, don't trust men with green eyes. I knew you were going to start with that. <laughs> oh, God. So why did you tell me? And I should have listened. But why did you tell me, don't trust men with green eyes? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, okay. let me just say my dad has green eyes. Her dad and her sister's dad both have green eyes. So they're they're nice looking to look at, but in almost every other word they say is not a, a truth. Um <laughs> So it's a lie. But you know, that's just my opinion. So for you people out there that love green eyed Men, devils. Um, wow. Then you, you, uh, Don't call my dad no devil. You said did devil they, on the side. Did they, did they hear that? I'm sure they heard it. Well, you. if they didn't, you pointed it out. Okay, I wasn't well, going to point I'm, it that's out. That's my dad. I'm going to have his back a little bit, you know. Okay, a little bit. All right. <laughs> no. So don't trust me um, with green eyes. Yeah, I just, that was just from my experience. experience. From my experience. I want to make that clear. But, no, you know, because, then I had an experience, and now yeah, I understand why. Now she understands why. <laughs> so, you know, because moms, sometimes we feel like, um, I know with other people, not my mom, but some people, their mom might get on their nerves or think they know it all and, and stuff, and it's like, sometimes they do. You know, moms do have a lot of wisdom. My mom still tell me to this day, she'll tell me to do something and I won't do it. And she's like, see, if you listen to your mama, you know, she, I've, called, I've been called stubborn. Probably, I feel like that's my nickname, brat or stubborn, because she said, I don't listen to her. But then there are moments where I'm like, dang, I should have listened to my mom. Mm -hmm. Another love <laughs> lesson that you told me, you said, if you give someone another chance, it will get worse and you'll break up for the same <laughs> Why are you laughing? This is what you said. And you'll break up with you'll break up for the same reason that you broke up the first time. Is that what I on. said? Yep. Mm. Those are two separate ones actually. Yeah. So you said if you give someone another chance, it'll Second get worse. Chance. So what do you think about that? If I told you that's what I mean. But what do you mama oh. elaborate? Okay, okay, okay. 
you know, we try to give a person a second chance because we want to believe that we're in love and that they love us and that we're being forgiving and whatever. And almost inevitably, that second time ends up hurting a little worse than the first. Mm-hmm. Um, but why do you think that is? Do you think because the feelings are deeper or because they feel like, oh, she came back, so I'm going to hurt her again and I'm going to make sure I hurt her more this time? I don't know that they plot it that way. It just ends up that way. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe because you learned the first time and you were hoping that things would get better because you meant so much to that person. Mm-hmm. But um, then... It really doesn't matter, I don't think, how much they meant to you or you meant to them. Mm -hmm. It's their character to do whatever it was that hurt you. Yeah. So they didn't just stop because you stopped and walked away. They just continue acting what was normal for them. It's still who they are. And still who they are. So you just got caught back up in it and saw that it was the same and then maybe it ended a little bit differently that hurt even more than it did the first time because now you're kind of blaming yourself because you allowed yourself yeah. to go back into it again, you know. That's true. Um, but then at the same time, it's really not your fault. It's just that you wanted to be trusting. And to me, trust is more important than love. Mm-hmm. I think love we get emotionally attached to people we're attracted to who make us feel good, maybe for the moment or at the wrong moment, mm-hmm. whatever. But then, um, so we we are emotional beings, women are. And that's how we give of ourselves. And we just want to do everything we can for that person. And, of course, if you're doing all of that, then they're going to love you because you're looking out for them and their best interests. Mm-hmm. So we're doing all we can for these people. And then, um, and then, so then when they mess up and we say, oh, shoot, now this hurts my feelings and how could you? I've done all this for you. Right. And then we step back and out of it and then they realize, oh, shoot, I really care for this person. I really miss this person. But what it is that they really care for and miss how you were treating them mm. because it was something that benefited them. You right. know, because if you don't be given of yourself all the time, then they might can take you or leave you. But it's for that person that really was trying to put forth every effort to make it work. So, Do you feel like then that sometimes the person is just using us, um, or it's just taking advantage? Or, But I, I feel like with relationships, we both do get something from each other because that's why we're in the relationship with each other, right? We would hope so, yeah. yeah. So, But sometimes you can either be so desperate that you're doing out of desperation for a person, or it, is, it could be just your character because you are a giving, generous, mm-hmm. compassionate person. So that person really may not start it off using you. It's just that they became accustomed to how you were and how you treated them. But hmm. if you learn that after doing all you can for a person, you can't trust that person, then that's when I say trust is more important, you know, because I believe in trying to give my all and loving everybody so I consider myself a lovable person. Yeah. But I also consider myself someone that can be trusted. Mm-hmm. However, if I'm loving the person that proves to me that I can't trust them, then that's when it smacks. It's time to back off right. and let it go. And even though you may miss and hurt behind not being with them and spending time with them. It's just that for your own well-being, you have to do what's best for you, and sometimes that means cutting it off. Mm-hmm. And, and, two, I feel like um, if there is no trust, there is really no love. So that goes back to what you were saying, that trust is more important than love. Trust is more important and respect. Yes. And if that person can come back and honestly prove themselves worthy, trustworthy, and 
show you ultimately respect, then you have a good chance, I think, of making it. But it's once they continue to let you down or you see they haven't changed their stripes, mm-hmm. then what is the point? Right. That what is the point? And that's why I always when people ask, what are you looking for in a relationship? My first thing usually is respect. Someone who respects me because I feel like respect is I will treat you the way I would want to be treated. That's how I define respect. So whoever I'm with, I'm going to respect them because or to the most that I feel that I am. I'm going to respect them because I wouldn't want them to do this or that behind my back or in front of my face or whatever. So I want the same from them. And because I respect God. So if I'm respecting God and I don't want to dishonor him, then I'm going to do um, whatever it is to make sure that I respect, you know, God's child. That's just my two cent, my TED talk. Mm-hmm. And follow the golden rule. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Treat others the way you want to be treated exactly. pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then one more part of love to that last one that we said You'll break up for the same reason that you broke up the first time. Do you remember saying that? No, I don't remember saying that. I think you said that before. You're just kind of like, you know, whatever you break up for, sometimes when you give them another chance, you end up breaking up for the same reason. I I can attest to that for sure. I know it was a situation where I missed a phone call and someone, you know, overreacted and we broke up for a few days, gave them another chance, and then um, ultimately... Missed the call again, and the reaction got a little worse. So it's like, oh, I should have listened to that a couple months in. Mm-hmm. But it's usually what you fall for in a person at first is the same thing mm. you end up not liking about them in the end. That's what I think I said. Oh, I hear you. Okay, that's a little bit different. I hear yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard that before, that sometimes... The same thing that you like in the beginning. Oh, they're so independent. They're so confident. They're this and that. It's the same reason why you break up. Oh, they're too independent. They want too much of their own time and space. Oh, they're too confident. They're attracting everyone, and that doesn't make me feel comfortable. It's kind of the same thing, so I hear you. Yeah, sometimes that's sad, too, because I like a person with a good sense of humor. Mm -hmm. But then they can just be so funny that they're never serious about things you need them to be serious about. So then that's kind of like, Oh, well, dang, you know, I like the person's humor, but I want somebody who knows how to, you know, take care of business along with that, you know. Right. Have a real conversation or talk about feelings and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So that was lessons in love. Let's talk about life lessons that you've taught me. One of them here. Don't be afraid. The love one is the one you should have been afraid of. No. But uh, you taught me from when I can first start talking to pray about everything. Like I remember you kneeling down with me and I'm putting my hands up and to talk to God, you were teaching me the books and the Bible and, you know, we'd go to church. And so from a very early age, I knew like, okay, there's something about this God (laughs) that I need to follow. And, you know, God is still in my life, you know, and I'm I'm very spiritual, have a lot of faith in everything. Why was that important to you? Not why was that important, but talk about the importance of praying about everything. Well, first off, that was a reflection of how I was raised. My parents taught me at an early age to believe in God and As a child, you may not quite understand, but I think we understand more than we think we know, too, as a child. Mm -hmm. So those points and the golden rule and, you know, going to church and worshiping and praising and uh, caused me to grasp that spiritual part of me and not just religion, per se. Right. Um. And I found it to be instrumental in my happiness and um, my character, where I am compassionate toward others, and to keep and maintain a relationship with God was always foremost um, for me. It was just when you turn your back on God and think that you're in charge of your life and Mm -hmm. you just go on about your daily dealings and 
ignore him. I think that you can see a spiritual change, whereas when you grasp him, you can see a spiritual growth. And um, so I think that, without a doubt, that's the most important relationship you can ever have. And I think mothers are the second most. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Of course. We come from you. But yes, of course. You know, (laughs) there's no one else that's going to bond with you like your mother or like your mother should. Yeah. So um, anyway. Pray about everything. Another life lesson. I'm not sure if you, I'm sure you know that you told me this before, but I know sometimes I kind of come to you with my many issues and stuff and I'm trying to make a decision, but I don't know what to do. And you'll say, well, if you don't know what to do, just don't do anything. It's pretty much like be still and let God work. Mm -hmm. And um, so elaborate on that then. Yeah, because you can sometimes overreact. when you Not you per se, people in general can overreact um, the first thing they think of when they want to get back at somebody or whatever. And sometimes you just need to take a step back and sort your feelings out because you can be making some critical decisions when you're doing it off of just reactionary. And emotion, and right. emotion. So that's, that's probably why I suggested that. But I do try to allow you to voice your opinion, and most times it's not a surprise because I have experience with some of the things you may be going through, Mm -hmm. and that's the reason why I can give some advice. But if you recognize, I always tell you to make up your own mind. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to your friends. Don't listen to anybody else because what's important to you may not be as important to me. Mm -hmm. So I can't make the conclusion that would be best for you at all times. Mm -hmm. So I give you the advice based on my experience, how I handled it, and then I allow you to go from there and decide on your own choices. That's very true. I do like, I don't feel like you really judge me or anyone for what they do. You just let people kind of live their life and make their own choices. Even, um, you know, some of like, it's like anything I want to do, you're like, yeah, okay. Kind of like go for it. And you push me and support me. And I'm like, all right, thanks. And even I know um, whenever I'm, if I'm dating someone and I'll ask you dating advice, you're never like, or break up or, you know, don't deal with that person anymore. You're just like, have your own experience. And I think that's very important because, you know, friends and other family members could just be like, oh, leave it alone, let it go. But you're like, why are you sure you're ready to let it go? And um, you just don't pressure me to go either way, to stay in a relationship or to get out of it. But you are definitely a listening ear and so I thank you for that like with all my my career goals and dating success and and disasters like everything I feel like you are there and you just let me live well sometimes we can make decisions at a premature state of mind and that's the reason why I figured I'm not going to say get out of it now. I'm not going to say stop now. I'm not going to say you can't do this and you can't do that because it might still take a little more time to fulfill whatever that action is. If it's for or against somebody, if it's for or against that project, if it's for or against. So I'm not going to say stop it Mm -hmm. because you might not have had a chance to fully develop uh, whatever it is, whether it's your feelings towards somebody and, or if it's your knowledge of if it's time to let go or if it's something that you want to carry out as far as a goal, you know, how can I tell you to stop that? Mm-hmm. Because you can only know when the time has come for you to stop, leave it alone, or keep on with it or, you know, whatever. So I just try not to make a premature decision for anyone else. You know, there might be things that a person chooses to do I don't like, mm-hmm. but that's the choice that they made. I don't have to agree with it. Right. I just 
you know, I can choose to deal with that whether I want to or not. That's your choice to make and my choice to make whether I like dealing with that or not. So I love that. And mm-hmm. I love that uh, I feel like you live life to the fullest. Like You do? Yeah. You know, um, like, you know, how or, or you live in the moment. Like, my dad is a big planner. Oh, God. He's <laughs> such a futuristic somebody. And, yeah, and I get a lot of that from him. Like, And okay. I guess it's good to be that way sometimes. Sometimes I don't feel like, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But okay. sometimes I don't feel like I planned enough ahead of time. So that was, you know, good that he was a planner. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'm more of a present person yeah so talk about the importance of living in the present living in a moment and because i know sometimes i'm just tired and you're like just just go out or go out with your friends or you know you you encourage me to have some fun because i might be so into work or career or go girl or whatever and you're like no it's important to get out now or whenever i do something fun you're like good i'm glad you went out well life is too short and a lot of times people think they have to get ready they have to wait till everything lines up and you keep doing that and you will have allowed life to pass you by mm-hmm. without experiencing anything and you never know what might come out of you going out and socializing um and a lot of times that's what it might take to cheer you up mm-hmm. and turn your whole feelings around if you down in the dumps or you feeling some kind of way and then you go out and you'll come back all excited because you really had a good time yeah so yeah i will encourage you to do something different than just you know sitting there falling asleep before 10 o'clock <laughs> <Sorry>. okay <laughs> Yes, I do go to bed before <laughs> 10 o'clock. Yes, I just like to. Which I need uh, to do, but. Mm. You know, my peaceful mind and just, I fall asleep before 10, whatever, I'm old. No, you're not old. I know. Some health things that I learned from my mom. Oh, boy. Vaseline and Tums. <laughs> <laughs> Vaseline and Tums cures everything, okay? If I got anything and wrong. And water. And water. If I. Have anything wrong with me, my external, <laughs> if my foot is hurting, rub some Vaseline on it. If oh, my scalp is itching, rub some, or that's grease. If um anything, it's always Vaseline. And anything internal, anything in my stomach, my heart, my chest, my foot, my whatever, grab some Tums. <laughs> What's up with that? It works for me. Hey. <laughs> you say Vaseline for everything, Mom. Everything. So <laughs> when you try, do you find out that it works? Okay, most of the time it works. Okay. <laughs> what times did it not work for you? I don't know. I don't remember. Okay, well then it was probably not a, that occurrence, but it worked for me. In Tums. So, in Tums. <laughs> as soon as you pop that tum, your tummy stop aching, I'm like... <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm starting to eat better now, so I'm being more disciplined, so my digestive system is good. But the Tums, yeah, those two kill me. And you always say, yeah, eat your green vegetables. Because whenever (laughs) I'm not... (laughs) You're just laughing. (laughs) Okay. Whenever I'm not feeling well or something's wrong, when's the last time you ate some green vegetables? I'm like, okay. Well, well, well. I say... I haven't used soap on my face since I was 16, yet most people think I look young for my age. And I know some people that have wrinkled up, and I recommended Vaseline. And most people think, oh, Vaseline, that'll clog up your pores. Mm -hmm. And maybe it will if you aren't used to it. But because I've been using it for so long, I don't really get the pimples and build-ups and all of that, um, zits and stuff. I just have that smooth, soft skin. She does. That just, <laughs> and still looks youthful. So maybe because I started early on or whatever, I don't know. But I noticed that when I put other foreign, um, foreign. objects on my face, okay. like anything with alcohol, toners and stuff like that, that's when I break out. Yeah. So, um, so I just... Vaseline for everything. I did try it for a week, but I felt weird because I'm one of those like, oh, I feel like my pores are clogging type well, of yeah, people. But so. you put that hot water rag over it and wipe it up real good. Then and it just softens everything. Anyway, 
It sounds like yes, a whole meditation spa been, experience been, for you. Yeah. So what do you feel are some things that you pass along to your daughters? Oh, you're talking about when I was telling you what one thing I thought I did right mm-hmm. for both you and her. And you, I took to the Salvation Army to feed the homeless mm-hmm. um, one Thanksgiving or pre-Thanksgiving dinner back when you were about eight years old. And I thought that since then, I noticed how you are compassionate and how you consider other people's feelings. Yeah. And with Candace, I felt like it was an adventure we used to have weekly where she would catch a bus after school to meet me down at my job downtown L.A., and we would go to the public library, and it was for a dinner playhouse that they had every Monday night. But it happened to be inside of a children's library, and Candace would check out 10 books every week to read Mm -hmm. and return them every every Monday when we would go back to the point that if she didn't, she practically read all of the books in the children's library section. Wow. And I attribute that to her intellect now. Mm-hmm. And so those were some monumental decisions that I thought I encourage you to do yeah. that really end up being very helpful in your Absolutely. Your, your building. The endeavors, endeavors and stuff. Yeah, like go girl, yeah. more mm-hmm. compassionate, especially for young girls and mm-hmm. and women. And Mentoring whatnot. Mentoring. Things, yeah. Absolutely. All because of that compassion, going to yeah. Salvation Army. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Yep. <laughs> what do you feel um, that you learned from Grandma? Oh, my mother? Yeah. Oh, and maybe I should not be plugging this, but I'm writing a book mm-hmm. and then there we're going to get to your book what okay you sorry, that's fine to okay, plug okay, you okay, better okay, plug okay, yourself okay anyway um <laughs> my mother was very inspirational to me she's deceased now and have been for over 40 years but i used to play piano that was something I know she was instrumental in me doing. So I learned how to be disciplined, which I was more as a child than I am now. Yeah, life happens. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. But anyway, so um, she was just motivational. And um, and I saw her uh, do a lot of things for the good of people and and being raised in the church and I think back to when she was head of the Women's Day program, and I recall seeing her in a play at church, both her and my father also. They did separate roles in this particular play. It stood out in my mind. Um, And uh, she would sing, and um, she was a good cook, and we used to play games together, which you know is something that I still do with you guys now, yeah. my kids and my grandkids. Mm-hmm. We play games all the time. Um, so play together, pray together, stay together. It was kind of um, yeah. something that we did, you know, growing up. And, um, you know, I would create little skits uh, for me and my brother to perform in front of my parents. But they had me really grounded in church and uh, in housework and things like that. So kind of grounded me then. So I couldn't wait to cut loose when I got uh, oh. <laughs> I probably sh- <laughs> oh, sorry. She I probably did cut loose. Said that. Oh, wait. She cut loose a little bit. I remember ooh, some throwback ooh. pictures mm, with the big afro, you know, okay. hot pants and high right. boots. Well <laughs> looking mm, hot. Looking good. Mm. <laughs> so uh you did mention your book very briefly. Let us know about that. I know when I was introducing you, I called you the hip poet, H-I-P. So what is the hip poet? And tell us a little more about your book. Okay. I cannot wait. And I must admit that I'm the prime reason why I haven't finished the book yet. 
I may not be as focused as I should be. Well, that first of all means you haven't been doing your I am focused, I am disciplined affirmations. I know I do them on the day that you you, you have no, your but podcast. No, you have to do I'm it like every day. day. Yes. Know, all right, know, go ahead. Know, so you're going to start getting more focused, but yes, go ahead. That's part of my undisciplinary okay. action right now. <laughs> anyway, um, my book is going to be entitled HIP, H-I-P, standing for Heart Inspired Poetry. Mm-hmm. In it, it talks about life, love, the Lord, and me. Me, my family, uh, Lord is obvious. Um, life, things that I believe we can all relate to, or I think most people, if they haven't gone through the same experiences, they will find some similarities mm-hmm. to some of the things that I discuss in that. And so, and then love. Um, so I have a nice love trilogy. I believe it's nice. Um, yeah, it, it talks about when you first meet a person, how you feel when you fall in love with that person and, you know, just all the things, how, how like the different stages energized, of yes. Yeah. And then, yeah, so the second stage is about how you feel after you've been with that person for a while and you start seeing the red flags or whatever mm-hmm. else. Um, but, but, you know, I don't discourage you in any of those stages. Right. I just tell you that these are the possibilities you would deal with in various stages of it so even if you get to the end and you find out it didn't work then I wanted also encourage you to love yourself enough to be able to handle the ending of that relationship Mm -hmm. and I tell you about you know or suggestions of what it takes to get over that. So then I talk about um, being jealous of Facebook because <laughs> my family would go to Facebook a lot of times and tell things before they would tell me. Okay, so, so anyone really listening out there, okay. just know that your parent is probably feeling this way as well. They get upset when Facebook. Not upset. Or Not they upset. feel away when social media and your fans and friends. And even strangers on social media find things out before the parent. And then I talk about dieting. I talk about, you know, some other uh, issues that are being addressed out there now in the Me Too movement. Um, So I talk about 9-11, how I felt Mm -hmm. through that experience. So that's the life portion and then the love portion. I've mentioned all of that. So, yeah, but so I think it's going to be a good book. And there's just two more things that I'm trying to finish up um, that I hope to do very soon. And then I'll look into the ways of getting it published. And hopefully I complete the whole deal this year. Yes. Yes, we are going to shoot for that. Shoot for that. (laughs) All right, Mama. So, um, I have some life and love lessons that I asked social media. What did they learn from their mom? And uh, Kanisha says, never tell a man how much money you have. Oh, man, woman, whatever. You don't have to <laughs> tell anybody how much money you earn or have. Right. And why is that important? Because ain't none of their business, right? Well, Yeah. Just and they, then plus they want to know, yeah, want to ask compete, for it, they want to yeah, compete. Compare, yeah, yeah. It's no one's business. If you want to tell anybody, tell your mom. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, if you want to tell anybody, that's up to you. But I wouldn't advise it. People uh, take information sometime and run with it the wrong way. Only one, Mattia says, her mom taught her, the woman is the boss in a relationship and always wear clean panties. <laughs> Okay, so that sounds like a happy wife, happy life kind of thing. You know, that's what they say. Yeah. But, you know, the thing about it is our Bible teaches us that the man is supposed to be the head of the the family. So, um, but the women empowerment movement would say the woman <laughs> in, in charge. Try some feminism so, stuff. So, you know, it's right. Because well, women you know, know more sometimes. We know best. Well, the men not acting the role necessarily like 
to lead like yeah. maybe one generation or some other generation they did. You have to trust them to lead. Yeah. If, if they prove that they can lead, but they also have to compromise like we all do, you know. But, yeah, the woman usually knows best. <laughs> and always wear panties, wear clean panties. Yeah, yeah, of course. Who well, yeah, I think so, but some people nowadays don't wear them at all. To me, I can't go that route. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Sandra no. season, you want yeah. you know, a big panty. Whatever. Like, okay, me, Octavia Denise says you should always have your own. Who Any, said that? Me, Octavia oh. Denise on oh, social okay. media. She said her mom taught her you should always have your own. Anything anyone else brings to the table should be extra. Yeah, I agree with that. And Miss Nikki says, don't depend on a man. I agree with that. What's funny is it seems like most of this has to do with <laughs> relationship stuff. I agree with that. <laughs> like everything has to do with relationships. Like, um, okay. So, I mean, I guess, you know, moms go through a lot and you guys have your lessons and wisdom and experience and you pass it down. And that's why I brought you on the show today because I appreciate all of our many conversations, whether it's. Many one hour not. or something. What do you mean not? We always I said talk. many. It's not always a many conversation is what I mean. Oh, okay. I'm oh, like you meant many time. like a whole lot, a whole of, lot conversations. of conversations. I took it the wrong way. I thought you meant short conversation. I no, know we, we can talk it. for hours a lot of we time. Can. Most time. Yeah. <sighs> we talk for hours. But, yeah, we just talk a lot. I mean, but we're women. And it's okay, and our conversations are good, and, you know, we, we, we talk, we discuss some things, you help me through things, I might help you through things, and that's what it's about, right? Right. Any lessons or anything that you would um, like to tell new moms? Because they get a lot of advice from a lot of people. <laughs> any, just just to wrap this up, any, like, lessons that you Okay, um, I like to follow some of your friends, mm-hmm. and I understand some of the comments made are about disciplining the children and I'm not going to hit them and I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to do that. God said, don't spare the rod. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, um, no, I'm just saying, I believe once you have that baby, you just automatically love that child. You know, it's just, right. it's just a love like no other. And, um, and that's why I think, your mother usually have your back more than anyone else. And I know there's some exceptions to the rule. Don't ignore your child. Keep your eye on them. There's a lot of people I've seen walk away and they think the kid is automatically following behind them. And that kid is going away doing something totally different. And then they're subjected to to people out there who's noticing that they're not right with their parents. So mm-hmm. you got to... Be you know keep your eye on your child. Um, that's that's important. Not everybody is equipped to give the child everything that the child would want, but give them what they need first, and just from there, you know, I do encourage you to teach them about the Lord, and um, don't let them uh, just take everything for granted. Yeah. Teach them to, you know, be grateful. Be grateful and. Teach them to be social. Right now, these kids are so into their phones. And I drive for Uber, and I see some young people that actually get in, and they talk to me, and I appreciate it. Some of them get it more than some older people, how they should act when they're in a stranger's car and whatever. And then there's others that just tune into their social media and their earphones and they're not developing social skills I don't think and Mm -hmm. I think being able to be social can be important in a lot of facets of your life so I guess that's be respectful. I don't want to get too wordy, but yeah. And be respectful. If others are around you, put your phone away. Just, you know, just engage. momentarily, you're not going to be in the car that long or whatever. Yeah. And it's not just for the Uber riders. This is just for, you know, just treat people with respect. Ultimately, that's about the best. And then there's a lot of people that do those things and still you want to be responsible for yourself 
And make sure that you um, always just give your kids some attention and some love. I feel like those are very important yeah, things as well. That's what I said. That's and, what I meant. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I thank you, Mama, for coming to the show. And that's it? Some, yeah, that was okay. quick, huh? Yeah. The show, having some girl talk with me about life and love lessons. And I'm sure I could pass some of these down to my kids when they come. <sighs> Um, one day you don't look at me like that. She's been on my head about having babies, but she kind of eased up on that. She definitely has eased up on it. Um, but now I'm at the point where I, I am ready. Now I need, she's at that age where I was telling her. Yeah. The, the husband's going to come and we'll bless you with a grandchild from me. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, mom, for coming to the show. You're welcome, I appreciate honey. you. I love you. I love you more. Now it's time for some music motivation. Mama, Mama, you know I love you. Mama, Mama, you're the queen of my heart. Your love is like tears from the stars. Mama, I just want you to know loving you is like food to my soul. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay, that that was kind that was kind of rough. I know <laughs> that was from Boys to Men's album Evolution, and the song is titled "A Song for Mama." You might or might remember it from um from the Soul Food soundtrack. And I chose that song today for music motivation because, no lie, I sing that to my mom every day. Anytime I talk to her. I probably just bust out me a conversation like, Mama, you're the queen of my heart. She 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 now could finish the lyric because I sing it all the time. And yes, I sound that horrible each time. But she loves it <laughs> each time. I don't even know when and why I started singing that to her. But yeah, she is the queen of my heart. And her love is like tears from the stars. She, my mama is incredible. Uh, but I, I just want to encourage all of you. Um, I know when Mother's Day and Father's Day come around that or I know when the holidays come around, sometimes it's tough on people. You know, sometimes the mom is not around anymore and that that hurts. I don't know what I would do. You know, I don't know what I would do. I don't even want to think about it. But sometimes these holidays could be tough on people. So if your mom is still around while she's here, take advantage, you know, talk to your mom. Spend time with her. Appreciate her. Call her up. Sometimes we take that for granted, like thinking, oh, mom will always be here. I'll just call her another day. No, call your mom. I talk to my mom like every day, maybe for some hours. We're talking about, sometimes we're talking about everything. Sometimes we're talking about nothing. Like just what we getting from the grocery store. What we, <laughs> just, just talking, you know, just having conversation, checking in with the most important woman in your life, I hope. You know, check in with your mom and just see how she's doing. Don't call for anything. Don't call because you need something. Just call her to just to laugh with her and check in just to see how she's doing. How's life treating her? Sometimes when parents get older, they are a little lonely sometimes. They want their children around. I know we all have our own lives and own families, but do take that time maybe at least once a week to just call your, your parents just to see how they're doing. Take them out to eat. Have a walk with them. Just shoot the breeze. You know, just have a conversation while you're walking and talking. Go out to eat. Enjoy a nice meal together. Or whatever it is that you and your mom enjoy to do. My mom and I, we like to play board games. So our favorite game to play is Boggle. And we recently got into Uno. You know, Uno is just hilarious in its own right because everyone comes up with their own new rules each time so just playing that game with my mom with her funny self because she's hilarious you know it just makes the game a little more fun so uno we play boggle all the time and she loves scrabble which we haven't really played that one much but uh, the other games that's something that we like to do together she's a big movie person so sometimes and i'm not but sometimes there are some movies that I want to see. So we'll go see the movie together. So whatever it is that you and your mom enjoy doing together, do some of that. Even if it's just going to get your nails done. Even if you like to shop and walk around and she likes to shop, go shop together. If she just um, likes to hang out at the beach, go to the beach together with mom. Just do something 
with your mom. I hope you all had a wonderful, fabulous Mother's Day with your, your parent or just from your children. If you're blessed to still have your mom around, please do all you can to make sure she feels loved and wanted and appreciated, okay? And second of all, let me go back to the song because I didn't even know that these were the lyrics. I don't know what the heck I usually sing to my mom, but I'll just read the lyrics now so that you all can understand what I was trying to say. Mama, you know I love you. Mama, you're the queen of my heart. Your love is like tears from the stars. Mama, I just want you to know loving you is like food to my soul. Now it's time to celebrate. Time to give a huge Go Girl Woman Crush Wednesday shout out to Mariah Carey, who received the 2019 Icon Award at the Billboard Music Awards. It was much deserved. Here's some of what she had to say. And to anybody who doesn't allow themselves to be broken and keeps getting up and keeps holding on and keeps standing tall, keeps on believing and keeps rising, I celebrate you tonight. And to anyone who's ever told me that a song I wrote helped save your life, I thank you because you saved mine. And I'll be eternally grateful for that. I love you. I love that. In the beginning of the uh, whole acceptance speech, she said that she didn't even think she was an icon. Like, what? You see how we just do things in life and we don't even know how we're so impactful? But live your best life. And I'm sure others are looking up to you in some ways as well. In her speech, she also said, all things are possible with God. Keep him first in everything that you do and watch your life flourish. I loved it the most because her kids were in the audience. So she is the living proof of a superwoman. She's a diva. She's won numerous Grammy Awards, Billboard Music Awards, BET Awards, American Music Awards. She's an Aries. Hello. Shout out to my Aries ladies. She's a loving uh, mom, a hard worker, remarkable vocal range. She is all that and a bag of chips, a superwoman, and she looks fierce all the time while doing it. So you go, girl. You go, girl. To Mariah Carey, who's just incredible in so many ways and still keeps her funny, silly personality while being the best that she can be and still receiving awards after being in a business this doggone long. So shout out to her and you go, girl. Well, that wraps up this episode of Go Girl because women are powerful. Be sure to subscribe, tell a friend, and leave a comment, rate, like, share, whatever your spirit calls you to do. Be sure to follow the podcast on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and on AshleyCaprice.com. Until next time, I'm out. But remember, I am Superwoman. You go, girl.